0: Good morning, everyone. It is the 22nd of August. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Pella Strataki and Nan McDonnell. Equity markets slipped back last week on inflation and interest rate concerns for many economies. Having said that, a further interest rate cut has been announced by China this morning, and this time to the five-year mortgage rates in an attempt to boost the property sector. Also from China, last week we saw July trade figures Exports topped more than $100 billion for the first time, but imports are still demonstrating the weakness of the domestic economy after those COVID lockdowns. But the big story of the week was the FOMC minutes from the US Federal Reserve's July meeting. It was a fairly clear message from the Fed now.
1: Good morning, Lorna. Yes, on Wednesday, the minutes from the July FOMC meeting in the Federal Reserve were released. The minutes did not give any further clarity on policy path From what Chairman Powell said at the July press conference. However, there were some very important insights. One, Participants did note that at some point it would likely become appropriate to slow the hiking cycle. So it's likely that the FOMC will slow the pace of hiking after September. It's still up for debate whether September will be a 75 basis points or a 50 basis points hike. But November or December will likely be 25 bips to reach a terminal rate of 3.5 by the end of the year. A second, the language was hawkish and the committee participants comments that inflation was unacceptable high. Most notably, Minneapolis Fed President Kashkari has had a remarkable transformation from uber-dub to uber-hawk. So Kashkari's dovish reputation came from several dissents he's made against FOMC decisions. For example, he opposed all three rate heights increases during 2017, but now was decidedly hawkish in the comments that were released in the minutes. And lastly, FOMC participants expected real growth would slow to a below trend pace in the second half of the year, reflecting strong and more broad-based effects of tighter financial conditions on aggregate demand. So noting how the hiking has had an impact on the global economy.
0: Putting all this together, where does it leave the Fed's trajectory on interest rates?
1: Well, the Fed is committed, and rightly so, to continue to hike interest rates, tightening financial conditions to cool down the US economy and purge inflation from the system. Now, looking at what the market is pricing in, there's quite a shift in next year when you look at the futures tables. So the market is pricing in that in early 2023 or possibly into Q2, the growth dynamic will become challenging and force the Federal Reserve to about face and begin easing interest rates.
0: And yet we've seen very little reaction from the bond markets last week.
1: The bond market took the FOMC minutes in its step, however, until Friday evening when there was quite a sell-off and the US 10-year hit 3%. So it took a day or two for the market to digest some of the information, Um, and it's beginning to get less certain that the the worst is over.
0: And that, despite this fairly hawkish commentary you've spoken about, there were various Fed members who also sounded hawkish.
1: Indeed, yes. Bullard forecast 375 to 4% by the end of the year. Kashkari that I mentioned earlier, he was comments where we really need to get inflation down urgently.
0: It is indeed a strong message. But elsewhere, the pressure on European energy producers is becoming clearer, Pella.
2: Indeed, Lorna. German utility Uniper, one of the largest importers of Russian gas in Europe, reported a 12.3 billion euro loss in the first half of 2022, one of the largest on record for a German company, and stated it had been pushed to the brink of insolvency by a drop in gas deliveries from Gazprom. Uniper received a 15 billion euro bailout from the German government last month. The government will take a 30% stake and also provide loans to prevent a collapse. The shortage of supply has seen gas prices shoot up dramatically. Over the past 12 months, gas prices in Germany have risen more than fivefold to more than €200 per megawatt hour. Recall that before the invasion, Germany used to purchase 55% of its gas from Russia and is now facing the prospect of possible energy rationing this winter. The global energy crisis worsened last week with further spikes in the price of gas on both sides of the Atlantic.
0: we certainly aren't seeing any improvements. And the spiraling energy prices are, of course, a major contributor to these jumps we're seeing in headline inflation. And we saw this particularly in the bigger than expected number for UK CPI inflation.
2: Indeed, headline CPI inflation in the UK reached double digits, hitting 10.1% year-on-year in July, the highest level in 40 years. This was higher than the 9.4% inflation figure we got in June and higher than the expected figure of 9.8% for July. It is also the highest rate of inflation in the G7 currently. This was driven indeed by rising energy prices, but also a double-digit jump in food. Prices, 12.7%. Core CPI, which excludes the more volatile series of food and energy, also came in higher than expected, 6.2% compared to 5.8% expected. These persistently high levels of inflation are increasing the risk of recession in many economies. They are squeezing consumers and reducing their wages in real terms, while forcing central banks to hike rates to reduce aggregate
0: demand. Yes, we'll certainly be watching how wage demands develop. But in the week ahead, Nile, what is on your radar?
1: Well, in the US, we're getting core PC figures for the month of July. We have a Q2 GDP estimate and, of course, the Fed Jackson Hole Symposium on the 25th to the 27th of August. So any comments from any central bankers could look to spur the market and give a bit of directionality there.
0: And that's global central bankers, it's worth saying. And for you, Pella? Well, in Europe, flash PMIs
2: will be released for the month of August and they will be closely watched after the July PMI figures showed growth slowing. We get uh, Q2 GDP data from Germany as well as consumer confidence data. In Asia, we have flash PMIs for Japan and Australia and a set of monetary policy meetings in China, Indonesia and South Korea. A 25 basis point hike is expected in South Korea and no change from the other central banks there.
0: Thank you both very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.